And I know a lot of mothers, and I feel you, like, don't bring somebody into your kid's life that's going to be the fuck out of here in a month or two months because kids have abandonment issues. You know what I mean? So if, you know, I say kids are number one. So if that person is not open to fully embracing your kids at some point, even if you don't work out, but they're open at least in the beginning, don't even consider really bringing her around her kids. Hey, y'all. It's Auntie Hanifa. And it's Red Summer. And we are your gay auntie. Yes, hey, we baby. are. Yes, we are. How are you, auntie? Your auntie ain't feeling too good today, but I'm here. I'm here. Let's keep it moving. All right. Well, all right. for those of you all who are just joining us, uh, we know that Auntie Hanifa is pushing through to be with us today because your gay aunties is a weekly podcast that is sent to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that is centered around queer adulting. So if you want Auntie Red and Auntie Hanifa to answer any questions that you have about life or love or any life experiences, then you can go ahead and send us a letter at yourgayaunties at gmail.com or you can DM us on Instagram or Twitter at yourgayaunties. Yes, and we're <laughs> excited. We, me and Rev was just talking earlier that we're going to start organizing you motherfuckers. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, because we love, we love that we're getting letters, but we figured that it'd be better for everyone that, you know, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there, you know. Okay. Um, I think it's a great idea that that Auntie Red came up with to kind of make our months more theme oriented because every at the end of every you know month we have Sunday brunch. So we're going to start organizing our months around themes and then kind of leading up to whoever our 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 Sunday brunch brunch guest is going to be kind of you know all culminates to this person. Um, So we'll we'll hopefully be starting that in February. So keep a lookout. Um, because understand that we we want to give you advice on life and love and the things that confuse the hell out of you. We get that. Um, <laughs> but also there are other aspects of life, our queer life. You know, there's, you know, there's business, there's faith, there's, I mean, I mean, it's a long list. Everything that right. the head of the field we deal with too, you know what I mean? To an extent. Um, so, yeah, so we want to help just organize this flow of information yeah children you know all right we'll talk more about that in upcoming episodes all right um how we you have doing? a i'm good i'm good i'm excited to um get into our letters today i have a, mm-hmm. a great day coming up it's uh, my wife's birthday this week oh happy birthday to the yeah. other mm-hmm. and so we're gonna be going out and having some old school hip hop fun. (laughs) Oh my gosh, where? Yeah, so we have a, um, in DC, there's a bar crawl. And so like, I I don't know, like the U Street area, there's like um, six different places that you stop, you know, where you stop. And each place has a different like kind of old school hip hop. So you might have like East Coast hip hop, you might have like Dirty South, you might have um, just different uh, experiences in each place. So, you know, we're we're good old school hip hop heads, so we're going to have a good time today. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what we have going on and uh, I'm excited for it and 
and I can't hear you. Are you still muted? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I'm, I'm so, sorry, girl. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to block the nastiness that is coming out of my chest. I and I forgot I didn't unmute it. You know, I'm sorry, y'all, but I'm here. Um, but you're doing, you're doing a lot better than me. I'm really. I'm gonna have fun for me. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, and. Yeah. I just really appreciate you pushing on through to make sure that we could be here for the babies. Always, always. <laughs> but one of one of y'all babies or somebody y'all motherfuckers out there gave me some nasty shit. Okay. Oh. There's something going around. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. It looks like all kinds of things, girl. It's just crazy. I wow. yo, I looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, I, I know I lost weight. I mean, I live like my my little croissant is gone, son. Oh, <laughs> It's gone. My tummy is gone. I mean, maybe that's a good thing. Right. <laughs> but I looked at my site. I, I swear, I look like I lost 10 pounds. Straight up. Dang. Straight up. Like, and you haven't been sick that long. No, I, I was late. I've been laid out since like Friday. Yeah. Um, and I just, I started taking um, Zikam. Uh, my ex, uh, uh, Mecca, bless you. Thank you for suggesting mm-hmm. it because it literally got me out of the bed. Okay. You know, so I can I see the 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 light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, but I still be staying on the toilet. You know, what I mean, uh, okay. to get, not to get too much about it, but I'm just saying that this is a nasty bug going around, and mm. you know, just be safe out there. Wash your hands, y'all. Yeah, if a nigga coughing around you, do not be ashamed to say, "Can you get away from me?" <laughs> or, you know, all right. Like, be like how I see a lot of Asian folks, they be having the um mask around the face home. mask. I'm gonna be like that. I don't care how crazy I look because I am not getting this again. This is bananas, and I don't get sick. I get allergies, but I don't get sick. So mm. I'm I was kind of in denial that I was getting sick, sick. Yeah. I, I, I swear to God, I don't I don't know what a flu, I don't know what none of that feel like. Like for my entire life, I've never gotten sick like that. But this got my ass. So but I'm here and yeah, cause I cause I love y'all and we doing this. Yeah, all right. Well, then so, why don't you take the first letter? Cause it's shorter. And all right, then thank we'll, you. We'll thank keep you. it moving. You know what's making me happy? What your your cookie monster suit <laughs> Okay, and your nails. <laughs> your nails look banging. I ain't going for Thank you, boo. <laughs> okay, all right. You're doing a lot. Matter of fact, let's take a picture and show the and show the people. Show cookie monster nails. <laughs> you ready? You ready? All right. You ready? All right. Put the nails out there. Okay, here we go. Why are we silly? <laughs> yes. All right. All right. So we got two letters today, y'all. We're going to get into it. Let's get mm-hmm. into it. All right. Your letter. All right. All right. Oh, shit. Where are we? All right. There we go. All right. So letter number one. All right. So um, this young person wants us to call her Shelly. Mm-hmm. All right, Shelly. Here we go. So. Hey, gay aunties. I recently started listening to y'all like two weeks ago whenever I walk my dog. That's what I'm talking about. Get us <laughs> in when you can, honey. I found your, con- your content so helpful, and I'm really grateful I found it. Thank you. I'm 21, and this past year is really when I started dating consistently, and it's been hard. Mm. Mm. I find that a lot of lesbians that I come in contact with have had a lot of baggage mm, that I 
that has been a lot for me to deal with. And by baggage, I mean a lot of family trauma, sexual trauma, mental health issues. And I feel like this is very rampant in the LGBT community. For me, I think it's hard for me to find where the boundaries are. I usually just end up cutting them off because I don't know how to deal with it. And I don't know if I should deal with it. Mm. What do you guys think? Have you ever been in this situation? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Another thing. I've been having problems with, uh, with literally, I've been having problems with literally. Another thing I've been having problems with. (laughs) Another thing I've been been having problems with is, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. See, I need to (laughs) actually read the full sentence there. All right. I'm a little delirious, y'all. I'm trying. I'm trying. Here we go. Another thing I've been having problems with is I literally don't know what a healthy lesbian relationship looks like. Like both of my parents are still together and they've loved each other all my life. So they've shown me what a healthy hetero relationship looks like, but that's, but they fall heavily into traditional roles. For me, a femme that prefers dating other femmes. Oh, so for me, she's a femme that that Mm -hmm. prefers dating other femmes. It's like we're too similar, similar, and I can never find a balance with them. I don't know. Sorry. I don't know. I appreciate any tips you can give me or finding a healthy balance in lesbian relationships and what I and what a healthy lesbian relationship looks like. Thank you so much for reading this, Shelly. Ah, Shelly. Shelly, Shelly. <laughs> Where do we begin, Shelly? Yeah, so... I I think so there's a, a, a double-edged sword to it, right? People used to walk through the world and pretend to be okay. And that let a lot of people off the hook, including themselves, on addressing, dealing with, managing, healing past experiences. Mm. We're not in that time. People calling it out. (laughs) People are talking about it. And it's uncomfortable. Like, Mm -hmm. I get that it's uncomfortable. Now, one thing I will say, um, there are people who are calling it out and and discussing it and managing it and dealing with it because they are trying to heal it. There are also people who are bringing it up and discussing it um, because they want to be able to use it as an excuse for why they act the way they act. Mm. Right. (laughs) And so I think there's a difference. I think being impatient with someone who um, is honest about themselves and honest about their past experiences and honest about like what they've been through uh, as they're seeking to find ways um, and methods to move through that experience, to heal those things so that they don't take them further. I think, you know, going into those impatiently will lead you to be just not a nice person (laughs) in that situation. Um, But you also do have to figure out like what's, what's enough for you and what's too much, right? Because you don't want your partner to feel like they can't talk to you 
about what's going on with them or what they're feeling or experiencing um, because it's going to trigger you and your inability to deal with other people's stuff. Um, but you also don't want to be um, so bogged down with other people's things that you don't have the emotional space for your own stuff. Right. <laughs> and so setting up those, those boundaries for yourself, setting up the like, maybe ways that you can kind of defer some of that energy. Right. So saying, okay, well, have you talked to somebody about this? Is this something that you're interested in seeking counseling for? Like, oh, well, have you heard this podcast or this this doctor or, you know, this show, you know, that you can start referring people to? Not that, you know, it has to be your personal work, <laughs> right, to be a, a, a repertoire of <laughs> mental health resources, but like, being clear about when you're you're accepting energy and when you are deferring that energy to other places. And listen, <clears throat> this is this is I, I want to bounce off what Red said. I think um, one internally knowing your boundaries is good, but also knowing when to speak with your partner. I say as early as possible when you start seeing signs. So knowing your boundaries is also knowing where your red flags, knowing how to spot your red flags. Mm. Like, oh, I've seen this before. Um, I'm going to address it like this. Oh, I've seen this before. I'm going to run out the back door. Now I, I have, you know, certain red flags. That, oh, I'm going to do that moonwalk out the back door. And there are some red flags. I'm like, okay, all right, listen, let's, let's talk this out. I'm going to let you know. I'm telling you what I'm saying. Um, I'm letting you know what I'm willing to be here for and what I'm not. Now, here's the problem. I am 40-something years old. You are 21. That means mm. you are most likely dating other 21-year-olds. I'm Now, having these kinds of, dare I say, adult conversations mm -hmm. <laughs> are hard when you're an adult. <laughs> yeah. People don't want to hear you telling them, I'm seeing some baggage here um, that I'm not quite sure if I want to be a part of, but I'm open to walk in that walk with you if you're open to healing yourself. But a lot of 20-year-olds don't even know they need healing, quite mm -hmm. honestly. And I say this, I'm, I don't know how many times i said this on the show, but your frontal lobe hasn't grown in yet. And it, I think you need at least that to start really addressing shit. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. You know what I mean? So that that is an obstacle. You know, So we're telling you that, yes, you, you at the very least must set boundaries for yourself and be really clear on those red flags and what red flags you're able to kind of deal with or willing to kind of work with and which ones you like, fuck that shit. And it's yeah. okay for you to say, fuck that shit. You know what I'm saying? Cause no one, cause those are the ones that can really lead towards abuse and that kinds of stuff, you know, but we all have our baggage. I mean, I don't care what age you are, you're going to have baggage. And that's part of the commitment of being in a relationship, knowing that that person is going to have to whatever degree, some sort of baggage, just about what kind of baggage you're willing to help them or carry with them. Mm -hmm. and, and like what Red was saying, um, or what I think she's alluding to is if that person is not willing to address them or at the very least acknowledge that she has some sort of, you know, issues she's been carrying, you know, carrying away from what her mommy, daddy did or, you know, sexual, I mean, Lord knows, you know, then what can you do? If they can't even acknowledge that, and that right there is the flag to do the to do the moonwalk out the door, mm. out the back door, for real. 
So that's some that's kind of a, something you should kind of feel out first. If you start noticing like, ooh, honey, mm. well, let me check in with her. Yeah. See, does she know that she's acting the way she is? Does she know that there's some problems going on here? You know, and if she reacts, you know, flippantly or there, you know, or violently or not violently, like she's going to hit you or something like that, but, you know, just like not trying to hear that shit, then that's your cue, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's your cue. And you got to be able to say no. A lot of us stay in relationships because we have an idea. Like you said, you came from a relationship with two hetero parents. Well, obviously two hetero parents, but um, you mm-hmm. came from, you know, growing up with two people who have a, you know, they still together. And, you know, so you in your head, you have an idea of how people get along. But like you said, you know, they have very traditional roles. So that's not going so much fly with us. Not mm-hmm. in every anyway there are some of us who still hold those traditional roles and it works for them but for the most part that doesn't really fly especially with the younger generation mm. so really the power is in your hands darling you know you got to know how to spot them when to spot them and know what those boundaries are for you you know yeah i'll also add that <laughs> in this situation like if you were able to grow up throughout your life to the age of 21 and -hmm. you don't have family trauma or sexual trauma or mental health issues or like these things that you are managing on a daily basis right now you're kind of um in a position of what do we like uh you're privileged (laughs) you know what i'm saying and Mm. And if you think about addressing it in that way, like when people have privilege, then we expect them to be um, sensitive in how they address particular things, right? Particular Mm -hmm. issues. Mm -hmm. Like if I know, you know, that someone has uh, white privilege or male privilege or whatever, like I expect them to have done some of the work in order to understand, um, what other people are living through and dealing with right and so and in my own experiences when i've been like well let me ask a question let me have you teach me teach me people have been like no you go and you do your research and you learn (laughs) and you figure out how not Mm -hmm. to be you know um how not to wield your privilege in ways that make people feel insignificant Mm. and um, what also can be happening is that you don't understand what that experience is like for people. And so part of the frustration can be like, like, I just don't get why they can't just get over it. Right. <laughs> I don't get why they just can't move on. And mm. that's a, it's an absolutely understandable position to be in because you don't, right. <laughs> you don't understand what, what people may what other people may be going through because you've had um, a more traditional upbringing. Um, But I would suggest um, maybe taking some time and talking to people, maybe not partners. I think like making it all partner-based puts a lot of pressure on it. Maybe Mm. you can of your friends or, you know, people in your social circle so that you can kind of figure out like, 
well, what would you need in this situation? Like from a partner? Um, how does this feel for you when people um, just don't get it? Right. And so that you can have that conversations in a low stakes environment um, where you don't have to worry about the person being um, offended and reacting and, and separating from you emotionally because you don't understand or, it's, you know, it's not something that you are willing to take on uh, emotionally. And you can just kind of figure out where your boundaries are, because us saying know where your boundaries are is a, you know, a big generalization. Like, how do you mm-hmm. figure sure. that out? How do you sure. learn that? And you kind of have to learn that by having this conversation with people who are not immediately emotionally attached to the outcome. Right. And sometimes that that might be your friends or, you know, other people around you who you feel safe with having that conversation with. Um And just for myself, like when I had my first relationship with a woman, I was deep in my trauma, like (laughs) deep in like experiencing um, the emotional attack (laughs) of memory. Um, But I was also blessed to have someone who was like, all right, cool. Like, let's confront this. Let's talk this out. Let's try to figure out how to take some of the power out of it um, so that I was able to get some grounding or like footing on how to get like on how to heal that part and how to get past it. And yeah. And so I'm totally not now who I was, you know, then dealing with trauma and dealing with, you know, past experiences and things because I was able to be in safe space to work a lot of that stuff out. Um, so yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. You're 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 right. Um, sometimes, you know, yeah, just saying like your boundaries, like really finding out what those are for you. Because I just really got what what you're saying by you saying, you know, <clears throat> that she may be somewhat a rarity mm-hmm. <laughs> in the sense of the privilege of uh, one being raised in a you know, two parent household, not to say that that's, that's going to trump, say a one parent household. Cause I was mm-hmm. raised in a one parent household. I think my mom did a halfway decent job, you know, but uh, in the traditional sense, and maybe you didn't uh, suffer sexual trauma or, or a lot of these different traumas, or maybe you don't have mental health issues. You are a rare breed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and you might want to double check to make sure that's actually the case. Okay. Um, because the, when you're dealing with other people, people can bring out things that maybe you have not acknowledged yourself. And that's why you kind of skirt away a little bit. Okay. Mm, You know, um, and I'm not saying that you have mental health issues or you have sexual trauma that you, you know, you maybe been suppressing or whatever, but I'm saying that there's a reason why we build our tolerances based on our experiences. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. You know, I know there's certain things I literally cannot tolerate because I know myself. So for me, those are my boundaries. Those are my red flags. You know, I know where they stem from. And not necessarily from a bad place, but I was like, no, I know that, you know, I'm, say, susceptible to being um, abused. I am not someone who's, you know, so if someone acts a certain way, I know that's a red flag. And that is something that where someone can have a certain power over me, you know, but that took years for me to understand that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and that comes from, I don't know where that comes from, but, I, you know, but it was there. 
you know, so you don't always know what your triggers are. You don't always know what be, can set you off or where it stems from in your, in your upbringing um, until it does. So you might want to explore that a little bit too. Like, why do I like, oh, I can't take this shit. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Because it may be something minor that you can totally deal with, but you can't deal with it maybe. Maybe someone else can, but maybe you can't deal with it. Now, mm-hmm. why is that? So that, that may be, you know, just suge- a suggestion to kind of, you know, before questioning someone else, sometimes the best place to start is to question yourself too. Yeah. You know, and like Red says, maybe talk with someone, you know, because this is also maybe um, an issue. And we've discussed this uh, at, a, at another point too, that you are attracting people to you that are setting this, whatever this thing is that you can't fucking deal with. You know what I mean? That you have no tolerance for, you know, because um, we do, you know, we may be attracted to certain people, but it's also things that we attract to ourselves, And sometimes we do that because we're unaware that we're doing it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I would add on to what everything Red said and really also look in yourself and um, in just, just kind of check in there, you know what I'm saying? Do it in a safe space. Um and, and one thing, uh, as far as like girlfriends and trying to discuss with other people, with other what you're dealing with with other girlfriends, friends are a cool place, but just be mindful of other people's privacy as well. Because I don't know what you're dealing with exactly. Mm-hmm. Some things are not always to be shared just with your friends. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Especially at a young age, because some people don't have respect for other people's privacy. All right. Yeah. And you don't want something to blow up that's just so... It, it didn't have to, but you talked about somebody else's business to people really who shouldn't have been knowing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. You know, so, so maybe a therapist or even a group, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of LGBT like groups as far as like relationship groups or just dealing with stuff. Just some, just, just getting an outside voice, you know, to help you shape what's going on with yourself and what's going on, with whoever you're with, you know? So just kind of keep that in mind. But if you have really somewhat, adultish friends mm-hmm. that know how to mind their business on in and in it for your benefit and not so much to down someone else or put some else, somebody else's shit on the street, then, Hey, you know, take that chance, but just be mindful of that. Then when you talk about, and, I, and that's really for everybody y'all. Yeah. I know that you know, our, our, our relationships can piss us off and people be doing wild ass shit, but it really ain't for everybody to know, unless you feel like you are in danger in some way, you know, you need to reach out and then all bets are off. You just get your people in there and get yourself out of the situation. But for the most part, you want to be mindful of the spreading people's shit in the street, but you also need to find an outlet so you can get this out of your head. And because if you just stay in your head with it, it's hard to kind of find a solution. Just when you're talking to yourself, you need right. outside voices, you know? Um, yeah, so I want to go on to the, the second part about um, healthy lesbian relationships. What does that think, look like? Right. <laughs> so that's <laughs> going to be different for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And so what the ideal relationship will be for you may not be the same as, you know, the ideal relationship for, you know, for your good friends or for your cousin or you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's a very individual uh, decision, but I will say that a way to a a method (laughs) to manage it is that one discuss this with your potential partner. You Mm -hmm. all agree 
what is ideal for you in that relationship. Of course, you would have to have that conversation again if you had a next relationship <laughs> to determine what you know ideal would be there. But also kind of thinking about, because you mentioned a, a dynamic, right? Femme and femme, right? So when we have the traditional kind of um, heteronormative uh, setup, then there are certain things that are people's jobs, right? <laughs> um, there are certain things that people are traditionally supposed to do. One person is supposed to open the door, right? <laughs> One person is supposed to make the meals, right? <laughs> One person is supposed to do whatever those roles dictate. But that does not have to be the case, right? <laughs> um, you can decide that, you know what? I really like treating my lady like a lady. Right. So I really am going to do some of the chivalrous things, you know, uh, for my partner, even though, you know, it will look different because, you know, you're not kind of conforming to those gender roles. You can decide what are the things that I really like to do for my partner and what are the things that my partner really likes done for her. Right. And then you all can kind of map that out. Um, within your relationship yeah i mean <laughs> i don't know how much I, I you know put it like this i don't know i i to say what a healthy relationship is is a, is a hard question to ask answer because um, it literally is different um for everybody and i and i think the the first step is finding out you know how do you want to feel in a relationship? Mm. How you want to be asked to, to, how do you want to contribute to a relationship? You know, mm. um, and, and then there's the timeline. It's like, you know, like with every relationship, it all feels good and giggles and wonderful in the, in the beginning, but the real test of any longevity, the real test of any health of a relationship is time, honey. It's straight up time, mm. you know, um, and it's anything other than that. I, you know, I don't really know because this is a hard question to ask because I can't say that I've been in a fully healthy relationship. I've had healthy moments, <laughs> mm. you know, um, enough to say, okay, won't well, do that again. Or this is what I really enjoyed about this relationship. You know, I've always learned from each relationship, sometimes even learning from your relationship is healthy, you yeah. know, um, because my experience is that you, from every relationship that you have, and again, I have to really highlight the fact that you are 21 and I just hope you ain't thinking about looking for somebody for the long haul. Like why? Like why? I'm just, <laughs> I just don't. It's like, this is, this, this is the time where you should be figuring shit out, not trying to lock shit down. You know, you got me singing, I'm sick. Okay, but I'll sing it to the hilltops. I wish I knew in my 20s that this is the exploratory time. This is when you're supposed to figure mm. shit out. You know, know what you like, know what you don't like, know what you're going to put up with, know what you're able to sustain. Know what, You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. so many things and you don't know that unless you just freaking date you know what i mean and not to say that you're going to go in a relationship like 
I ain't gonna stay with you, listeners. You know, I'm just experimenting. You know what I'm saying? I'm just exploratory. You know, my auntie who even told me to explore, to explore <laughs> shit. <laughs> this ain't gonna last anyway. You know what I'm saying? But <clears throat> you don't gotta, cause I'm, excuse me, have to go into it like that. But I'm just gonna be, I'm a, I'm a roll the dice and say that in most cases, the people you date in your twenties you would not even think to date in your 30s. <laughs> okay. Mm. I don't want to talk about in 40s. Okay. But what the 20s can allow you is to really be able to sit and know that there's an impermanence about it. And that's okay. To really sit with people, to really kind of say, okay, okay, I really, okay, I'm attracted. Like really almost treat it like homework, honey. Like, okay, I, I'm going on a date with this woman. I know I'm attracted to her. This is the reasons why I'm attracted to her inside and out. Okay, let's do this. Date number one. Oh, we had a great time. Oh, yo, she dope. Yo, we was laughing. Boom, boom, boom. Date number two. It's still going good. All right, all right. Let's go out. Let's um, do something different. Let's da 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 da. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Or now we hanging or now we fucking or yada, yada, yada. Okay, all right. So, all right. So you don't want to be touched here? Okay, so there's there's some this there's some I was like, all right, all right, all right, you wanna be touched in a certain way, or some people have boundaries around their bodies. That starts to, you know, it's like, okay, can I deal with this? Can I work with this? Can I grow from mm-hmm. this experience? You know, knowing that someone else has boundaries based on past, you know, situations. And then so you you start to better understand the complexities of people, women, whatever, you know, um, and then how you're gonna kind of navigate that for yourself. You know, and then you're going to start to, you know, as you get older, you'll start to attract different women. You start getting back to the freaking red flags, all that stuff. But a healthy relationship, um, that's for you to find out, you know, and I know that may not be the answer you want or need right now, but that is really for you to find out. But you got to do the work so you know what that is for you. You know what I mean? Because it literally is something different for everybody. So we can't tell you this is what it's going to look like. It looks one way for your parents. It's going to look a different way for you. You may bring on some of the stuff your parents, you've experienced with your parents into that you thought was positive into your relationship. You may bring in some negative shit too and don't even Mm -hmm. know you're doing that. Yeah. You know, because you had very traditional roles. You know what I mean? So- Health is, you know, like life. It's an ongoing thing. You have to always work towards it. You know, speaking from the person that's not that healthy right now. Um, mm. But, <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah. So I know that's a really, for me, that's a hard question to ask. Because for me, I think it's an ongoing experience to answer. Excuse me. It's an ongoing experience. You know experience. What, what's coming up for me too? I know that um, that children can hyper-romanticize. Mm-hmm. you know their their parents and i think maybe having a conversation with your parents about um how they dealt with adversity you know might be good like assuming that your mom really loves being in you know the role that she's in might be far reaching you know, maybe she's grown to accept it because she didn't see another option, but she might have this internal passion to do this other thing, right? And now that you are 21, like, you know, she's like, whoo, now I can go and do, you know, make cupcakes like I always wanted to do, have a business outside, right? Like, we just never really know 
um, what those things are. And I think it might be really nice to um, to start seeing your parents as adults, like and as humans um, who have gone through and dealt with and, and managed and pushed through a lot of adversity as well um, in their own lives. Like people keep a lot of stuff from children especially from yeah. their children, right? Um, there are a lot of conversations that, you know, their children are not privy to. And once you become adults, I know my experience with my own children, like, I'm like, all right, like you're old enough to understand this now. Like, let's, let's have this conversation about like what, what went on and what's happening. My children have pretty much grown up um, with a lesbian mom, right? <laughs> but I was married to their dad. Let's kind of talk about like what that experience was like for me and why I couldn't stay. And, you know, and then that you get a completely different concept of life, right? <laughs> when you Yo, start having Red, those conversations. You are bringing back some shit because literally, literally at the age of 21, you know what I did? I interviewed my mother mm. about her life. Yeah. From the from her earliest memory up until the point that she had me. Yeah. And I'm telling you, honey. Yeah. You want to talk about how much baggage I dropped? Yeah. Once I interviewed my mother about her life before me. Yeah. So that I think is an excellent suggestion. We're both throwing out at you that if you if your parents are the kind of people who are open to it, to sit down there. And 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 talk with them and say, listen, how did y'all? Who were y'all before y'all met each other? Who were y'all when y'all got together? How, and all the way up to the point where you and you can even go beyond you until you know, like and you know, like really, so you can get at the questions that you need answering. I think they're there, and they may be the ones who who are there to help you answer some of those questions. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they may open up stuff you didn't realize that was closed. You know what I mean? Yeah. But and that, this goes out to everybody. If you got you know, you're trying to figure out stuff and blah, blah, blah. You don't know how much of your crap is attached to your parents and yada, yada, all that crap. And you maybe you're holding stuff on your parents and all that, all that, all that. Trust me, if your parents are over to it, sit their ass down mm-hmm. and say, mommy, daddy, or mommy, just daddy, whoever raised you, auntie, mm-hmm. grandma, whatever. Can you, can I have, I want, this is about you right now. Tell me what your earliest memory is on this earth. And they would take it slow. Stay in childhood for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. What you're going to see? Your fucking self. Mm-hmm. And that is really tripped me out. I was like, yo, mm-hmm. I understand now. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to go too much in that. We got another letter. <laughs> but that, you know, we're throwing all that, all of that out um, at you, Shelly. Um, and try it all um, to try and figure it out. Um, and yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. yeah baby. And and I That's second what, what Auntie Hanifa said. Just enjoy right now. Like you might not even be in the place where you're supposed to be taking on a lot of all of this, you know, weight and pressure and stuff. Like, you Same. know, put on Same. a cute outfit and go have fun with your friends. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and luckily, you know, this this era of folks are really more open to therapy. So maybe they're getting therapy a lot earlier. Mm-hmm. So you can have these conversations in your twenties. Yeah. But 
I'm just saying, I'm in my 20s, and I don't know nobody in my 20s that I dated that was ready for this kind of conversation. Yeah. So just brace yourself for people's reactions when you want to talk about their mental health issues, okay? Right. But, <laughs> but know that as you get older, it does get easier because people are more willing to talk about it in a mm. real way, okay? But um, anyway, let's move on. Yes, well, and, thank you so much for your letter, yes, Shelly. Shelly. And yes, thank darling. you all for your support. And there are different ways that you can support your auntie. Yes, there is different ways you can support your aunties. So if you're feeling, you know, how we help Shelly and how we love to help the children out there and you want us to keep on doing it, mm-hmm. even when we're sick, <laughs> um, go right on to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash gay aunties. There are like three tiers there. Mad options for you, no matter what your wallet is feeling or bleeding or whatever's happening going in that pocket area. <laughs> you know, we want you to be able to support us um, because you love us. Um, and yes, yeah, so go on to patreon.com slash your gay on if you really could always use more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I said, I'll some more, please. <laughs> Your aunties could use um, some more um, support. So go on over there. And like I said, we have three tiers. We have your auntie love tier. We have um, the Sunday brunch tier. And we have the you people tier. And if you go over there, you see how they all work and how they can work for you. Yeah. All right. So we have a a returning guest. (laughs) Hi, aunties. I'm back. I'm T and have questions about dating as a mom, a queer mom, and can use some support. I've been dating a woman I cared, uh, I cared for a lot. We both started when we were in, uh, we both started where we were in the beginning. I let her know. Ah, we both stated. Ah, there you go. (laughs) Okay. We both stated where we were in the beginning. I let her know that I wasn't looking for another parent for my child. She let me know that she wasn't interested in doing the mommy thing. And at that point, I read that as cool. We're on the same page. As time progressed, uh, she and I, uh, I found myself triggered by some of the ways in which she had shown up. Coming to the conclusion that she didn't have the capacity for children and possibly didn't like them. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of been there, sis. Kind of been there. (laughs) Um, She has done no one physical harm, nor has she flat out disrespected or dishonored my child. And after working through my own triggers, I realized she's just not as warm and nurturing. And after further conversation with her, I further learned that her saying, I don't want to do the mommy thing means she's not interested in being a guardian. She doesn't want to have the same responsibilities as I have. She would like to help and participate, but doesn't want it to count against her if she can't or is unable or just doesn't want to. Mm. Me saying I'm not looking for another parent for, uh, uh, for my child meant I'm afraid to incorporate another person into her life who I can't assure is doing the kind of work I'm doing to the best, uh, to be the best human they can be for her. 
And I know that's a fear-based tactic and I'm working through that. I can make space for that. She's not a mom. But as a mom who takes her job very seriously, I'm struggling to, one, establish what I even want or need from a partner in regards to my child, and Mm. two, where to start. It's been so much easier to leave the two worlds kind of separate, but I know it uh, it can't and won't be like that forever. Also, I'm working through some shame and guilt around working to honor her, her and I, and our connection for what it uh, for what it is, while still trying to figure out what I want and need from her in regards to me as a mother and how I need her to show up. Am I doing this backwards? Help. Hmm. Yeah. I need have you dated uh women with um, nope. <laughs> um because I am that chick that I remember when I my my me and my last um <clears throat> me and my last girlfriend, we always chuckle because um upon onset we made it clear none of us wanted kids. Mm-hmm. We cool number one motherfuckers. We want to travel, we want to do our thing, and that worked for us. It was never discussed again. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but this, and you know, listen, I don't, I don't know her partner. Um, and I, I, and I get, you know, and I can't say she's anything like me, you know what I'm saying? But I get the idea that like, if I were to date someone with a child, if I was, a, if I was to date someone with a child, Mm-hmm. That would be a. I would have to sit and think about it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, at my age, most people their children are already grown, so I'm like, whatever, great. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I can deal with older children. Yeah, they're not even children; they're adults essentially. Yeah, because I feel like I know how to connect with them. Whereas younger children, even though I've even though I've taught kids, it's always been in brevity. And like I see them for a few hours, love them to death, teach them what they need about life, and then I keep it moving. I don't got they go home to their mamas, they ain't mm-hmm. part of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my relationship with, with children has always been as long as it's in brevity, I'm cool. Right. But that's something I know about myself. Now, not everyone does that. And sometimes they overlook their attraction to someone. They I mean overlook the kids that's like right in your face. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I'm attracted to her. <laughs> you know what I mean? So maybe I can kind of work this out, but you know, can I just do the kids when I want to? They want to have the control. Like, okay, yeah, okay, she got them kids. Maybe just as long as I don't gotta, you know, I just think it's kind of a fucked up attitude to have. And I think that putting someone in that situation, where, you know, damn well you don't want to fuck with no kids, is mm-hmm. it's, it's just selfish, you know, um, or at least um, short sighted. You know what I mean? Because at some point, you are going to have to develop a relationship with that woman's children if you have any intention to stay with that woman mm-hmm. you know so if i was to date someone with someone's child which not to say that i'm completely close to but you know i would have to be clear that okay so i'm going to be developing a relationship with some children in my life yeah. um, this is something new to me but i'm going to make that commitment to do that but i'm not going to enter a relationship knowing that i'm not open to that commitment so I think the mm. first thing first is you're going to need to have a real conversation with like, listen, are we in this for a long haul? Are we just fucking around? You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that, that changes how you interact. 
Exactly. That changes how you interact. I'm not going to be contributing, but so much then I'm not going to, I don't see the big C commitment that's out of here. We just basically, we just fucking around and my kids don't even need to know your name. And I know a lot of mothers and I feel you like, don't bring somebody into your kid's life. That's going to be the fuck out of here in a month or two months because kids have abandonment issues. You know what I mean? So if, you know, I say kids are number one. So if that person is not open to fully embracing your kids at some point, even if you don't work out, but they're open, at least in the beginning, don't even consider really bringing her around her kids. You know what I'm saying? You be the real adult in the room. It's like, you know what? You cute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We have fun when we together, but I am not going to introduce you to my children until, you know, it's not even until like she needs, that's something that you need to know on, the upfront. Now, I don't know. She mentioned that she already has a thing. She, the kids already have a relationship with her. And I don't know if she made that clear. Um, I can't remember because I'm delirious right now. But um, what was okay? What was it? She said, establish what I even want to or need from a partner in regards to my child. Yeah. Um, they have to like children. I mean, to me, it's kind of clear. And this person seems like she don't want to deal with the weight of making decisions for children. Um, forget about the financial um, responsibility dealing with children. Yeah. Um, children, when it comes, like, y'all may go on a date, a child gets sick, oh, well, they go that date. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and, and that's the reality of it, right? Um, and when you think about, so someone who does not have a child, they're thinking mm-hmm. about how much is it going to cost for dinner and drinks or to go out or whatever, right? They're not thinking about that. They also have to, you know, that the parent has to pay for babysitting and may or may not be able to secure it, or maybe they only have a babysitter until seven or mm-hmm. <laughs> all the other things that go along with that. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. I mean, look, kids are a huge commitment, but they don't have to be a hindrance to your love life, but you have to be someone, some selective, really, that's the best word, selective, you know, um, um, unless you just want to kind of fuck around because you are the adult and your kids don't need to know what you do as an adult. But um, if you are looking for a partner, then the bottom line, yeah, yeah. If you're looking for a partner, and she's not kid friendly, then the clear answer is she got to go or she got to grow up or she got to change her mind or she got to have an epiphany. She got to have something, yeah, you know, because, you know, I don't think people like that honestly should be around kids that really don't, that are seeing the kids as some sort of hindrance to their own love life. That's a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a problem, you know? Um, well, as you know, like someone like me, you know, we just got to have a conversation, you know, you know, but I, again, like someone like me who may be grown in this situation, I know what I want and what I don't want. I can make that decision for myself yeah. when you're younger. And I don't even know how old she is, but this is assume you're younger. You know, when you're younger, you don't always know how to, sometimes you prioritize, honestly, your own love life over somebody else's kids. Mm-hmm. Unapologetically. And yeah. you don't know how to, you know what I'm saying? And that, that's just, that's just real. And that's not going to be their first priority. No. <laughs> no. Cause she can walk away, mm-hmm. you know? And it's one thing I've learned from friends, both straight and gay, 
who have children is they are very protective about who they bring in the home. Yeah. And when they bring them in the home. So they feel a motherfucker out, you know? I mean, especially if they're straight, but we talking about queer folks here. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but they feel, they feel people out. You are not entering my child's life on some frivolous shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause kids will get hooked in. Right. And then you out. And I gotta explain why you ain't there no more all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Ah, son, no, don't do that to my babies. You know, at least if we have a real relationship, you are open to it. Now you in their lives. And if for some reason we don't work out, at least it's a well, it's life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's not like I intentionally brought you into my child's life and you want some bullshit. Yeah. You know. So, you know, yeah. What was the other question she asked right there? Something said, too weird. Where to even start? It's been so much easier to leave. The two worlds kind of separate. Well, she said, you know, but I, I but I know I can't and won't be like that forever. Okay, well, you know, so so is she kind of okay, what do we miss? Did she is she leaving this separate? Um she only leaving which part? Like so you know, does she does she, does she, does she does this? I'm sorry. No, I was saying that she was saying that um, she's dating a woman. She gets that the woman isn't really um, interested in uh, being a mom. And she's okay with that. But she's trying to figure out, like, is there longevity? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say no. Um and then there's no, there's nowhere in the letter where she said that she, this woman actually has a relationship with her kids. So if that's the case, then great. Then great mm-hmm. that she doesn't have a relationship with the kids. Um, don't start one. Um, and you need to, st- with that being said, keep her separate, have your fun, whatever. But if she even hints to wanting it to be more, then, then there, but then you hit a crossroad. Because she also has made it clear that she's not the most kid-friendly motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's obviously you come with kids. So that's where that's going to be a no for you. Okay. You know, so you, I mean, and then, you know, don't get yourself in too deep because then you get yourself in deep with your heart's hooked in. Mm-hmm. And then you compromise. And, and not to say that mothers have not done this because they have. Mm-hmm. It's compromised, you know, their family, their unit, their children, the people they're actually responsible for, for love. Because they think they're in love and you ignore warning signs in the beginning. Right. Now, here the is with your kids that's not as nurturing as you would like her to be. And then shit open up that shit you ain't, you know, know was even there because now she's actually in the life of the kids mm-hmm. and interacting with the kids. And then you have to beat the bitch up. So I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what's new, you know who's numero uno in your life at the end of the day, you know, so you know, you can find love. There's plenty of women out there who are so kid friendly, <laughs> you know, that love kids to death. You know what I mean? I know a bunch of them myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it ain't like it's a hard thing to find. You know, so don't, don't, sh- don't short yourself and don't short your kids. Yeah. So I will say that I, I did have an experience, um, dating a woman who like when my children were younger, who was not really interested in being an adult in the relationship, um, and she ended up for me feeling like a third child in the relationship, right? So mm-hmm. I had uh, my children and my responsibilities and the things that I had to handle, you know, as an adult. And then 
everything that she brought to the table um, felt like another responsibility on top of that, right? It wasn't cohesive, like it didn't work together. Um, like even when we were in the same household, it was still very much like um, I had to to be all be the mom for all of them, right? Because and she's looking at things that you know kids do um, and being upset about it, and you know that kind of thing. And so when you said that, like she's not um, that warm and nurturing, or she's not really she doesn't really like children then if she's around them, there are going to be things that they're going to do. Like they're going to um, be figuring out how to express when they don't like something, right? <laughs> um, they're going to like want and not want things. They're going to, you know, have meltdowns and, and you know, practice their emotions and all of that kind of stuff. And those things can be triggering for people who don't like children. And even if they like children, if they don't have um, experience with children or like have, you know, children in their lives that are really close to them, then that can be a jarring experience. And so mm -hmm. then they're at odds with each other because one, they're both used to getting the attention, right? <laughs> so when your attention is split, then they're both feeling um, disregarded in some kind of way, right? <laughs> And then you start seeing almost like a competition, right? <laughs> Between your partner and the children, right? Oh, so, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like you always got to blah, 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 blah. But I need such and such. And this is from the partner, not the child. Right? <laughs> 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 and so, you know. That's that's something to really think about. Maybe, you know, I'm listening to what Hanif is saying. Like, you might want to consider um, just kind of tabling where or setting real, really clear boundaries about how this relationship works. Like, you totally can, like, see her on hookup times that you, you know, have planned out. Maybe y'all can have date night or whatever, but it's not created as a, a cohesive, like, together relationship like it's cool like you have your your compartmentalized friends some friends you hang out with because you all like you know both do sports or something i don't know and then your other friends that you go to art stuff with right so <laughs> they don't have to to know each other they don't have to meet um and you can have fulfilling relationships with both of them that don't coexist like that's that's important and for you to be able to say that, hey, no, we we can't do whatever, whatever, because I have this other responsibility um, and and be firm on that is going to have to be key if she's not interested in being a part of the greater relationship uh, with you and the children. Yeah, she got to know her place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, that's, that's what it is. And you got to come hard. And honestly, that's sexy. That's hardcore. You tell me what the fuck my place is, mm -hmm. you know, and, if she don't, and she don't see the sexiness in that because it or because she don't, you know, maybe she don't understand her not liking kids is an issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, then she don't even be in your life, period. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's just that's just because listen, listen, you know, we fucking we having a good time. We going on dates, whatever. You know, I pay for my babysitter. That's on all the obligations on me. Fine, fine, fine. You know, but 
you know, don't think you're getting anything more. Don't we ain't this is not a relationship, y'all. Yeah. You know, relationship includes, you know, my babies. You right. Know, that that's a relationship. Someone who wants to enter this, because I'm not I'm not a single person. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, out here just willy-nilly, you know what I'm saying? And they too immature to understand that. Uh, quite honestly, I find that sexy. If someone said it to me, I would actually consider it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> then, you know, later for her. This this is not this is an easy one. Like, bye. Yeah. And I don't even have to, I can, I can feel as I can feel how a mother would feel. Like, fuck all that bullshit, man. What the, what, later for you, nigga. Like, you know, I, there, there's so many women out there who appreciate children. That. Yeah. Why are you with this nigga? <laughs> you know? I don't know, you know. Yeah. Um, and there are, that was the point I was exactly going to make. Like there are lots Mm -hmm. of people who may be more compatible with you in that way, who are interested in, in doing things with children and including things. Maybe they always wanted to go see Disney on ice, but they didn't have no kids to go. And now, bam, they have kids themselves. I mean, I think that's always the best situation. You can find someone who also has at least a child Mm -hmm. or, you know, together, you know what I mean? But, you know. That may be more of a taller order, but even aside from that, there are plenty of women out here who can appreciate kids who are willing to enter a relationship with kids because maybe they are looking for the long haul. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I also want to be mindful that even those women, you know, who love kids, and look, I don't want to get psycho on you, but there's still boundaries to be set, even if they're open to children. Even if they are children friendly and they love kids, maybe they're a teacher or some shit, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they're, you know, you still set boundaries because at the end of the day, what, they ain't your kids, right? Yeah. So you set them boundaries and how you interact with my kids. You know, first of all, when you even meet my kids, you set that boundary. Like, you ain't going to meet them on the third date. Like, mm-hmm. we got to a few months before you meet my children. One. Two. I mean, you set the date. I'm saying a few months, but you set the date. But and even that, they're understanding that these like these. This is where we are, say faith based, or this is what we do for this, that, and the third. You know, whatever they go to bed at a certain time. That's under, I don't, I'm, I'm making up shit aside of my yeah, head. Yeah, but, but whatever your know, rules but, are. Yeah, whatever your rules are, they must. This is not an argument. This is not a discussion we're having. You know, what I'm saying this is what you're walking into. So you must abide by this. And then we grow from this, but you're not here to question how I parent, mm-hmm. you know, because that that's then we have a problem, right? Yeah. Okay. Agreed. So, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all so much for your letters and for oh, continuing yes. to Great support letters, your, your gay aunties. Um, we just appreciate you so much, and we're we're so excited. Remember that you can go to Patreon.com to. Um, give some monetary support to your aunties, or you mm-hmm. can just keep on sending us your letters on uh, Gmail at your gay aunties at Gmail or at your gay aunties at Twitter and Instagram. Oh, and, and Red, tell them who's coming up to Sunday brunch. Next week. <gasps> oh, okay. So next week is Sunday brunch week and we have the incomparable Angie Harvey. So take oh, some girl. time this week and check out angie harvey because you will want to send us a letter for mama angie to answer for you okay i um became familiar with her on the uh black pride circuit um and i would show up to do a show and she would already be there doing a workshop so i got to listen to some of her workshops and that became a part of my summer 
<laughs> every summer was to find out where she was going to be and to hit up one of those workshops. And my favorite one was called That's Not Love, That's Stupid. But she has right. plenty of them. Like, absolutely check her out. Um, I think it's Angie Harvey online. Um, yeah, you'll love her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So send them letters through so Angie Harvey can, like, basically answer them straight no chaser. She sounds like she's a straight no chaser kind of chick. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's going to be next Sunday. So get your letters to us um, by Saturday. Uh, <clears throat> all right, y'all. That's it, y'all. Yes. Well, this is Red Summer. And this is Hanifa Walida. And we are your gay auntie. Gay auntie. Bye, baby. All right. <laughs> love, love, love. Pray for the auntie. I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs>